thank you tonight, uh, everybody, for listening to my uh, podcast here. This is episode, uh, let's see, eight or nine now. Uh, like I said, just starting out, um, I've been very blessed with some awesome guests. Tonight is no exception. Um, Russ with 51 Drones. First of all, I want to uh, congratulate you on getting to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. I have no idea what that would feel like, but I'm sure it's got to be great. Hey, thanks a lot, Preston. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it yet, because I, uh, I never expected to get to this point where I have that many subscribers. And, you know, when I started this channel, it was, it was just something fun to do something almost like a kind of like a diary to kind of document my experience of flying a drone and learning how to use one. And uh, it just took off. And yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, I finally hit uh, 100,000 subscribers and I just got my silver play button in the mail last Friday. So um, yeah, pretty cool. It's very motivating. Uh, Well-deserved. I'm sure uh, just starting out, I've only got a few videos, but uh, a lot of work goes into YouTube and I don't think a lot of people realize how much goes into uh, one video. I mean, uh, yeah, tell us a little absolutely. bit about your experience on how you've got to where you are. Well, the, the hardest part for me, I guess, and it still is today is the editing part of it. So, so the, for me, the process of making a video of, of recording stuff, um, I, gu I guess it's not the hardest. The hardest part is, is scripting the video to make sure that you're trying to, that you get the message across that you want to get across. And I have a tendency to ramble on if I go without a script and I get off I get off subject, I go on a tangent and, and, I, and people get lost in the video if I do that. And so I have to script my videos. If I don't script them, they're going to do poorly because I'll get so many comments about people saying, get to the point, you know, quit rambling on, just get, I'm here yep. to watch a video about this, about so-and-so. And you're just for two and a half minutes, you're talking about all this other crap. So I need to script the video. And so for me to sit down and to write out what I want to say and just to get the message across, I guess that's the most involved part. And then the second involved part is the editing afterwards, you know, making sure that I'm not including all that extra stuff because I try to record everything. And, you know, for a 10 minute video, I'll have four hours of footage, you know, the, the talking head stuff and the B roll and everything like that. You could have four to six hours of, of footage to try to cut all that down into a 10 minute to 12 minute videos that's is pretty hard that's what i've found too so when you're done with your videos do you scrap all that footage or are you saving that on a hard drive keeping it just keep, in case yeah i keep everything yeah I, I, uh, I do the same a lot of people think that's stupid but i think i'll i never know uh, like i collect stuff and so it transfers to my to my process here in youtube i keep everything and it drives my wife crazy but <laughs> I never know when I'm going to need something. Yeah, you never. I got that box. I don't know if I'm ever going to need it again. To Better ship safe something. than sorry. Yep. Yeah. So the same thing with the, with the, um, with the raw video. And I have gone back and used some of that stuff in the past where, um, oh yeah, I, did, I shot that, you know, a couple of years ago in the Black Hills. I got a really nice shot of that area. So I can just go in my hard drive and search it and use it again. So it doesn't happen often. I figure hard drives are cheap. I mean, right. I got this, what is this now? This is a four terabyte, uh, my passport. I just bought this the other day, a Western, Western digital, digital? Terabyte. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, 
super cheap. I want to say 170 bucks or something like that. I don't remember, but that's actually I mean, what I use as well. Uh, Western digital. I think I've got an elements, but like you said, yeah. very cheap. Um, may as well save everything you got. Right. Um, yeah. I was just watching one of your latest videos on that Insta 360 R. Um, I had a couple specific questions on it. I know when that came out, they were talking about the drone mount on that and they're, they were talking that it could replace FPV drone flying in the future. Do you think it's there yet? No, I, I, I don't think so. They are actually going to send me that and uh, so I can try it out. And I haven't seen a whole lot. I, th I think I've watched one video on it. I don't even remember who it was. But uh, it's 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 a bulky process and the, everything that you have to do to make it work. I mean, I think it works, but I think it's not easy to use. And so... I'll find out here when, when I get it, but, um, but it is interesting. Yep. I'm curious to see how that progresses because that's one of my biggest concerns, like as a drone pilot is, do I want to make the dive into FPV? It's such yeah. an expensive, uh, side hustle kind of thing. And I don't know if I could use it for real estate. I know original Dobo has been in the past, uh, and, and those are awesome. I mean, yeah, he's going to yeah, be able to sell them. Yeah. Very, he'll be able to sell himself, uh, big time over the other competitors because yeah, not many no people can it. do that. So, right. Yeah. I think, I think it looks great. I just watched a video he posted today of uh, a very nice home and that there isn't much, there's just a couple of FPV clips, but it's, it just adds so much. Takes and it to the next level. It's, it's something it you can't get with that cinematic uh, DJI classic shot. And I think yeah. uh, that'll really pay off for him in the future. But that's where I was. I saw that come out and I thought, hey, maybe I'll hold off a little bit. I won't take the deep dive into FPV and this Insta360 will be able to take over that portion of it. But uh, like you said, uh, probably not yet, huh? No, not yet. I, And I shouldn't say without trying it myself, but it just looks, right. it looks like it's bulky. Yeah, FPV is interesting. I, um, I love to watch it, but it's a whole nother learning process. And I feel like... I have to decide what I want to do. You know, if I add FPV, that's just going to set back everything that I'm doing right now. So I think in the future, but definitely I would add it to the channel. But I think at first I would want to just do it for fun and see if I like it and see what the process is like. And if it if it's something that's enjoyable to me and something that I think would be beneficial for the channel, then I would start adding it to the channel, but I'm not just going to jump in and start adding it. I just don't have the time to do that. So see another thing I'm crossing my fingers on is I'm hoping for DJI or a company like that to come out with an FPV package because I love yeah. flying and stuff, but I'm not necessarily into soldering wires onto a right. motherboard and trying to get that figured out. So right. um, my father-in-law is into that stuff and he's built many drones but he quit doing that once he had to get part 107 and all that stuff and oh. i thought man that's just such a bummer to yeah. lose that skill you know but uh so i think i'd have an in if i was to get into that in the future but uh like myself i don't know it would be cool to make videos on that but uh mm -hmm. um do you think dji would ever come out with an fpv package oh i think so i think as as um, as hot as it is right now, you know, so many people are getting into it. Um, a lot of people are shifting over to FPV and there's a lot of people that are getting into the hobby that strictly just for FPV. Um, I think it'd be very wise of them, you know, for the, 
for the market that's there to do that. It's just another thing that they could add to their, you know, to their product lineup. And uh, why not? I mean, they have the knowledge and, you know, they have the base. I think they could do quite well at it. So I just worry about, I mean, if you break an FPV drone, you have to know how to fix it yourself. Right. That's, that's so whatever a they come up with, it needs to be something that is sturdy enough for someone who's never done it before, like myself. Right. And, and something that's easy to fix, you know? Um, so I think that's going to be the, the conundrum for is making something that is, is sturdy enough to handle as many crashes, crashes as, as that's possible. Gonna happen. Yeah. yeah or, or if you do crash, make it something that's easy to have maybe modular or something. So you can just buy sure. a component, plug it in. Uh, that's oh. all good ideas. Let's rewind a little bit. Uh, let's go way back. What got you into YouTube? What, uh, like, what are some of your hobbies and why did you choose YouTube? Well, I've always been into, I shouldn't say always, I would say for 25 years, I've been into photography, videography, and just always been interested in that kind of thing. Um, when I was younger, I would make home videos for my family. You know, I record everything and put together little video clips. I used to use, um, the Sony, I think it was, was it Vegas something? Okay. I don't know what the program was. Little, but oh, okay. Vegas studio or whatever, some type of editing program like that. And then I used Cyberlink Power Director for a long time and uh, just put together little clips from our family vacations and camping trips and things like that. And then I would give them as gifts, you know, for Christmas on DVDs and people loved it. And so I love the creative process of recording stuff and then putting it together into a nice package that people say, Oh man, that was really cool. You know, and, uh, put a little music to it. And then, you know, on YouTube, I never really knew much about YouTube other than what I watched when I was learning how to do something, you know, how to fix my washer or how to change the belt on my lawnmower or whatever. But I never really understood that people made money on YouTube. I never realized that. And then, um, one day my kids were watching my, my oldest kid was watching um, some Pokemon videos. Yep. And then we started researching. I wonder how much they make, you know, they make money on, mm -hmm. on YouTube. So we started researching some of the, what YouTubers make and Holy crap. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You know, like Ryan from Ryan's toys. Yep. You know, he's a millionaire at right. seven years old. <laughs> I'm like, what? How does be a that good problem work? to have, huh? <laughs> no kidding. So I started researching how that works. How do you make money on YouTube? And, I never, never realized that. And so I asked my son, should we start a Pokemon YouTube channel? Because we spend all this time watching Pokemon. Why don't we just, whenever we buy cards for you, let's just unbox them and see if anyone watches. And, uh, and so we started doing that and we got a few followers here and there. I think we had a hundred and some followers and, but it turned into more of a chore for my son. He didn't really enjoy it anymore because whenever we would buy Pokemon cards had to I wait. Him, yeah. We wouldn't let them open them because we had to wait for, to do the unboxing. So it was kind of fun for a while, but then it got to be too much. And then I realized I'm not doing this for the fun of the Pokemon cards. My kid's not having fun. It's just like, okay, forget it. We're done. Um, and, and then it was about that time after about a year of doing that, not even a year, that I started researching drones. I've always wanted to get into, you know, drone photography, drone cinematography, and 
and just get catching videos with them. And so I started researching and, uh, and I found the Mavic pro to be the one that was the one to get. It was kind of the best one for your money. And so I bought it and I decided, you know what, I'm going to see if I can make a YouTube channel out of this and I'll just document my process of learning how to use it and everything that goes along with it. And people started watching and subscribing. And then I realized, Hey, maybe this is something. And it was at a time when drones were super hot, people were really into it. And, and I just kept rolling with it, started doing little tutorials and, and then companies started reaching out to me and asking me to check out their accessories for the drones. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you want to send me that bag for free? Sure. <laughs> Take it. Yep. I'll, re- I'll review it. <laughs> yep. And then, and then, you know, when you're, when you're first getting started, you'll take anything and everything that comes at you. Absolutely. You know, you I was going to ask offers. you a little bit about that, how, how that process yeah. works and, and what the business side of things. It's too much. Yep. So, so what I realize now and the advice that I would have for people just getting started, when you start getting offers for, from companies to review their products, um, just wait, calm down and, and don't accept everything because it gets to be too much. You got to, you have to make content that's enjoyable for you. You have to do, review things that that you would use, things that you enjoy. If you start accepting anything and everything, people are going to catch on to that. You're doing that simply for the review. You're not doing it because you're interested in this NT-USB mini. You're right. doing it because this you want to try to make money by selling this right. product. Yep. And now this I am interested in. But Right. No, <laughs> but, that's... Uh... Um, you know, that's an example where like a a company that will always reach out to newer growing YouTubers, at least in the tech space is Banggood. Banggood's a Chinese company that reaches out to, um, you know, up and coming YouTubers and especially drones or cameras or action cameras, anything like that. And a lot of that stuff is garbage. I mean, honestly, it really is cheaply made and, and you have to be careful on what you accept. And so, for me, I learned the hard way that, you know, I started accepting all this stuff and I'm like, okay, people are starting to realize that they're not watching these videos. They're starting to realize that I'm just doing this for the sake of reviewing the product. And so I wanted to try to accept things and accept offers that, that I know my audience would be interested in and that I would use myself and appreciate myself. And so it's actually come out better than that better than I thought it would when I started doing that. And you could tell with the numbers when I would watch the analytics that when I was really interested in something, the videos did much better. It shows. Yep. Carries through. It's a feeling, you know, it's hard to explain, but it's people know and, and, and they catch on. So have you accepted any product video or have you made any videos where you thought, uh, I just don't like this product. And then did you upset any companies? Have you had any experiences like that? <laughs> Not to the level of original Dobo. Or okay. Ken Aaron, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was hilarious. Ken <laughs> yeah. smashed yeah. The, that drone. <laughs> but um, no, I actually, there's one, there's one that I just did this weekend. Uh, we went on vacation and, uh, and it's an underwater drone and I had so much trouble with it. Everything was going wrong with it. So I reached out to them this morning and I just told them, I said, okay, so I've used this for three days straight. I had this issue, this issue, and this issue. And, and the representative was like, I'm so sorry. You, you must've got a lemon, a bad unit. We're going to send you another one. 
and just give us another chance. And so I thought that was pretty nice. That's very and, nice. Uh, Good customer service. Yeah, absolutely. So they want to get their product out there. They want to, they want people to try it and they want to know what's wrong with it. I mean, most of these companies, some of them just want to sell their product. There was another underwater drone company that reached out to me last year and, uh, and they said, we'd like to send you this world's most blah, blah, blah drone. That's what they all say. Yep. But um, so I said, well, I, I, I'm really interested. But the terms of their offer was unreasonable. They're like, we want, we want three videos and we want to uh, promote this part of the, of, the, of the underwater drone. We'd like you to do this and this. And, and they had a whole list of things, which is okay. And I said, okay. But also I want to make sure that you allow me if I do this to um, give my honest opinion of this drone. So right. if something is not good about it, I want to be able to say that. And then um, initially they offered me some, they offered me some cash and then to keep the drone. And so then they, when I told them that they counter offered and they said, okay, well you can give your honest opinion, but we're only going to give you this much money and you have to send the drone back. And so, so they were dealing with me, the better that I made the drone sound, yep. the more money they were going to give me and let me keep the underwater drones. So, yeah. I don't, it seems so like I just said, I'm your sorry. channel would lose value if you'd accepted totally. something like that. So, so uh, I can't believe there, there's a lot of companies like that, but I think the majority of companies, they want you to test their products and they want to know what you think about it and how can they make it better. And and so those are the ones that I really enjoy working with. PGY right. Tech is one of them. Okay. Freewell. Okay. Freewell is one of them. They're awesome. Freewell is so good to deal with. And and if you notice something wrong, you're going to say it in the video and they're going to fix it. And That's very nice. I love that. Yep. So, so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's back, interesting. Back when you were starting, when you were getting these products, were they just finding you or did you reach out to anybody? I've reached out to just maybe a handful, three okay. or four or five, but most of them send me emails um, and say, Hey, we found your YouTube channel. You know, we're, we have this new product. We'd like you to check it out. Let us know what you think in return for keeping the product. Could you just do an honest review? And yep. so that's the majority of them. Um, yeah. See, I'm, out I'm just starting out. So I'd love to get to that point, I guess. Uh, but like you said, it would have to be, something where you could give an honest review that's uh that would that's number one i guess otherwise yeah and that's got to be valuable for right for your for your viewers they gotta you know they're gonna most people are gonna only watch stuff that they know that's gonna make their life more enjoyable mm -hmm. or it's gonna make with our hobby more fun or whatever. So, you know, and I think that's what drew me to your channel in the first place is it seemed like you're a very relatable guy North Dakota. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know many other YouTubers in North Dakota. So that's one thing that th I thought was really cool, but sure. also everything was genuine. I felt like I could get an honest opinion, you know? Yeah. Uh, cool. I appreciate that. That's what I, that's what I try to do. And yep. so I think that's, that's part of the reason I think that I got to a hundred thousand in three years is because I try to portray that because that's how I am in normal life. And I want to make sure that people understand that. So, right. Yeah. Getting back to the underwater drones, I'm a scuba diver. So have you found oh. any that are actually worth something? Uh, no. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I've um, kind of, I've done a lot of research on them and I haven't found any that really click for me yet, but. This one is good. Um, this one that I'm currently reviewing 
it's the best built that I've been had the opportunity okay. to try. Um, but just a few issues, just just things that just irk me, like that could be totally fixed, you know. But where we go around here, you're not going to find clear water. You know, we can't right. we can't all be Dustin Dunhill and yeah, right. the clear blue waters of Hawaii. So this weekend I was at Lake Sakakawea and it was windier than hell and you know stirring up the mud i couldn't see anything so the the conditions need to be perfect for where we are to be able to see anything on the you know on the lake on the bottom you could certainly do dock inspections or you know boat hull inspections or something like that yep where you're not stirring up the mud or the Mm -hmm. sediment uh but everywhere that i've used one i I took the last one out of the Gladius mini out to Wisconsin last year and used it. And the water was nicer there, but it was so weedy. And oh. so it, it kept getting clogged with weeds. Yep. So, so everything needs to be perfect for them, for you to get any use out of them. And, and so that's the issue. I would, I would think if you live somewhere like Dustin or somewhere that has clear water um, and better scenery, you know, coral and yeah. all of that stuff. I think it would be, I think they'd be very useful. I think they might be okay for ice fishing. I'd like to try. Okay. Yep. I'd like to try one for ice fishing because, you know, the water's going to be clearer there and, and more calm. You don't have to worry about stirring up anything. And yep. so I, I'd like to try that this winter and see how that works. You might have so. to get out to Spiritwood Lake. I, that's, I've found that's the clearest around here anyway. Oh, but yeah. uh, uh, Lake Ashtabula, definitely don't take it out there. <laughs> no. no I went, I've been there once. I, I went 25 years ago. I went scuba diving there once, and I was down at the bottom thinking, man, I'm doing this for fun. I can't see my gauges. This is oh, terrifying. Really? I'm never doing it again. So, so where's um, Spiritwood Lake at? in spirit it's a little bit i think it's north of spiritwood but it's kind of by jamestown okay so uh yeah that one seems to be the best lake i've dove in north dakota but uh definitely head over to like long lake in minnesota and those lakes are crystal clear and a little bit less weedy so you might be able to get something good on your drones but uh Mm -hmm. well uh i know i've seen your concerns with twitter um and uh, I've seen how you've tweeted on Twitter and stuff. Uh, do you think it's beneficial to tweet at YouTube? I mean, ha- have you ever got a response from that? Um, I think maybe once I maybe did once from, okay from YouTube creators. Yep, it's a you know it's a separate entity, yep. but they that they help with the you know with the everyday tasks and and they'll they'll pass things on. I've I've never gotten a response from at YouTube, but I think a while ago, um, I don't remember what it was, but I think they replied to one of my tweets. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's Twitter as a whole, at least for me, is, I guess I wouldn't say it's not beneficial. Right. But a lot of my followers, if you look at the demographics, they are a group of individuals that don't use Twitter. Right. Um, You know, you got 30 to 60 year old males you know, they're not on Twitter. If you mm-hmm. want to be, you know, the 20 to 30 year olds, you know, then you're going to get on Twitter. So, but that being said, I still have a pretty good group of followers group on of there. People. Yep. And I think the benefit of Twitter is being able to communicate with occasionally with some of the larger 
you know, creators. Right. Yep. And, you know, I've gotten responses from quite a few. Okay. Um, larger creators. So that's kind of fun uh, to know that, that they know that you exist. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yep. No, that's been uh, a theme for me too. It's, it's just awesome to see. I, I've got great response. Like I said, just starting out this podcast, I've already had some very awesome people on it. And uh, it's just fun to know that, I don't know, these are people I look up to. I only ask my favorite YouTubers to be on my show. And it's like, hey, everyone's been super cool since I've asked them, you know. So sure. I think YouTube is just a great community. Uh, one yeah. of my thoughts was uh, it's been a common theme that some of the YouTubers I've uh, had on my show, it seems like they all have other jobs as well. Oh, yeah. And it seems like the common theme is that they like uh, the benefits of their current job. Uh I thought it would be cool to tweet at YouTube to see if they'd offer a benefit package to their top performers. I thought uh, yeah, that, that might entice some people to uh, quit their full-time job and go to YouTube 100% of the time. Is that something you'd ever think about just doing YouTube 100% of the time? And um, I know because I'm not, I wouldn't be secure right. because yep. you know, the bigger they get, the harder they fall. And, and everything has a shelf life. I don't care what it is. Amazon, Walmart, YouTube, everything has an endpoint. And I don't want to be there when it happens. Right. And that's why, you know, some of the more successful creators are making making people understand that you need to diversify as much as possible. You know, so yeah, YouTube is great right now. YouTube is the is the way to go. It's the thing to do. But you also need to have a presence on you know places like Vimeo or TikTok. See, look at TikTok. They're all, they're already at risk. Right. You know, they haven't even been around that long. Yep. So just one little thing can happen. I mean, look at the community guidelines for YouTube the last couple of years with the with the children's channels. Yes. I mean, that's a disaster for so many people. So that could happen to any of us at any time. And it could just all come crashing down and it'd be the end. It's I mean, it's just like it, losing your job. Right. And so I would never go hundred percent full-time YouTube unless I had other things going as well. You know, All right. Other, yep. You know, yep. I don't know what, I don't know what they are, yep. but, but just other ways to make sure that you, if you lose one branch of your business, that you still have those other things happening in place. So, yep. And, and for me, what I want to concentrate on now over this next year or two is to build up the the aerial business part of my endeavors and so right. you know i still want to continue to do everything that i'm doing on youtube and and continue to grow and continue to expand the channel and just make it better than ever but i also want to do real estate i also want to do 3d mapping yes maybe thermal someday i'd yes. love to do all that stuff because it's really interesting to me and so it's a fine line being between continuing to do well at my full-time job, yep. but then also build a business on the side. Yep. It's really, really hard, but, um, but I think just taking it slow and making sure that I'm always making small steps forward, eventually I'll get there. And what I look at it as, what I look at YouTube as far as long-term is it's my retirement job. Yep. I mean, when I'm done working, I can still do this for till I'm 85 years old, yep. you know? there's going to be something that I can talk about and people are going to be interested in. At least I hope they will. And I, so that's why I think that right now I'm not looking at it as a, as a way to 
quit my job and just do full-time YouTube. It's a way to build equity and build a future for me and not only me and my children, you know, to, to have kind of a, a, a brand that can be continued, yep. whether it be drones or cameras or some other kind of tech, but everyone in my family loves tech. So sometime, well, except my wife, but sometime, <laughs> <laughs> me and my kids and uh, someday maybe they'll be interested in doing something like yep. this right now. They're not, but um Oh, I think but that's, yeah, so that's what I, love. I think that's a great way to look at things. Um, I, uh, I agree that you're right. You can't put all your eggs in one basket and, uh, yeah. seems like doing that could be a disaster in the end, but, uh, well, do you think, uh, live shows on YouTube is going to be the thing of the future? It seems like a lot of my favorite YouTubers are going towards the live shows and I don't yeah. know, is that, uh, something to try and get view time up on the channel or, uh. Or do you think just people love having, I mean, the live access where nothing's edited. This is the way my favorite YouTubers are. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely growing. Um, and you can see it at least in my suggested videos feeds about all the different products that are coming out now for live streaming and how popular it's becoming. And they're really pushing, like the companies are really pushing for, for YouTubers and and streamers of all kinds to continue to do that because um, because I think there is a I think there's a really huge appeal of that live that interaction you know being able to you're you're talking to the person as they're presenting whatever they're presenting and I think that's very appealing you know being able to leave a comment is nice but just being able to see what's going on and, and see the live action is is uh, it's just another, it's just a new thing. And I think it's, it's not new, but it's definitely growing. Yeah, definitely growing. Better, so yep, yeah. I... And for me, whenever I do one, it does, I always see a hit on my, on my views because people watch the live stream and they quit watching all the other videos that are there. Oh. So, so you'll see my analytics when you, when you put a live stream on the analytics go down and then eventually they come back up. But for that period of two weeks, the views are down. Hmm. So what I've done, except for my hundred thousand subscriber live stream, yep. when I do a live stream, I just delete it. I don't even okay. have it up on the channel. And so that's seems to work. Okay. Where it doesn't affect my, my watch time on my existing videos, but, but I haven't done it enough to actually make a scientific evaluation of it. But um, so after you delete a live stream, do you still get credit for all the people view, viewing that? Or once you delete it, do you lose all that? Uh, I think you lose that. You I lose think. that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or I think you can set it to private and it'll keep Okay. Everything. Keep the views. Okay. Yeah. It'll keep your views that you had while you were streaming. But um, yeah. Hmm, that's so, very interesting to hear that side of it because... Uh, so in a way it's not as beneficial as people may think. I mean, I don't think overall. so. Not the way that the algorithm is set up, okay. but maybe they'll change that. I, uh, I would expect, I would suspect that as more people do it and, and you start to s see more people saying, I'm not going to do it unless they fix it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll fix it. I don't know. You speak of the algorithm there. I was going to ask you, what are your tips for beginners on, I mean, satisfying the YouTube algorithm. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, cause I, 
I try not to look at that yep. very much. What I try to do is make content that I know my people are going to come back for. Mm -hmm. And for me, what people don't understand is when you look at your analytics for your video views and people think, well, I have a hundred thousand subscribers. How come I don't have a hundred thousand views on every video? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> excuse me. When I post a video and this is kind of, I think this is universal about 20% of the views come from my subscribers and 80% come from people that are just browsing the channel are browsing for that subject or have gotten it from suggested videos. And so the bulk of your video views are coming from people that aren't even subscribed to you. So your goal should be to hook those people. And so for me, you want to make you want to make it so that when somebody clicks on your video, they want to see more. And so you have to make content that's useful for the people that you already have, but that's going to draw in new subscribers. It's going to, something that's going to cause someone to click on that red button. And you can say it all day long in your video. Oh, please subscribe. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. You can say that all the whole 10 minutes. You can put it up on the screen. It doesn't help. The only thing that works is if your content, if your thumbnail and your video description match exactly what you're saying as you present your video, especially in the first 30 seconds. Okay. Like if, like if you make a video about the NT USB mini and the first 30 seconds, you're talking about the weather or you're talking about what you had, you know, you just made your coffee this morning. It's not related to this they're going to click away and they'll lose them to the next one. Yep. So you got to hook the, that's the most important thing. In my opinion, those first 30 seconds are the most important thing for you to grow your channel because they're clicking on your thumbnail because they want to get information about that topic and they want to learn about that thing. And if they don't get it right away, they're fickle and they're going to move on to the next one because there's so many out there to choose from. And and so once you get to the point like where I'm at now with 100,000 subscribers, you have a little more leeway where you can kind of, because you have people that know you now and they, they kind of want to see some of the fun stuff as well. So, so I can get away with it a little more when you have more subscribers. But mm -hmm. when you're just getting started, people don't care who you are, right? what kind of coffee you like. Yep. They, don't, they don't care about any of that. All they want to know is the information. And yep. so, so I would say if you're just getting started, everything should be about the information. And then as you grow your channel, then you can start introducing about you and about your process and about what you like, what you don't like and your experience. And that's why vlog channels are never, they hardly ever start out as vlog channels. Nobody cares about your life. You know? Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They care about your life if you're popular. If you're, yep. But if you're just a nobody starting a vlog channel, <laughs> it's never going to take off. Not going to take off. And and it's kind of it's kind of sad for some people because some people are really good creators and they're really like a good example for me is Terry Warfield. I don't know if you've I, ever watched him. I I love his videos. I've I've actually just subscribed to him and yeah. uh, it's just they're great. I I uh, get sucked in. He's so underrated. Yep. He's he's a motivational yep. guy and yep. he's so energetic and he's just so positive and but honestly, people don't care about your life. They, you know, if, if you're giving them information, that's going to help make their life better. That's great. But, but I think 
the problem with Terry is you should have had some stuff to educate people on something. I don't know what it is first cameras or whatever. And he kind of does some of that, but the motivational stuff, I don't think you can start out with that. I think, I think you can, but you have to be really, you have to be really special to take yep. off with having a, just a strictly like a vlog, motivational, inspirational channel yep. like that. The, the and, more I uh, watch him, the more I think, this guy's going to explode. I think he's going to be yeah. big time. So yeah, I, I, that too. I, yeah. uh, I actually clicked into his channel. And I thought, Oh, this guy's got to have million subscribers. You know, I was yeah. like, I was really into it. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope he gets the recognition he deserves. I think he will. Yep. And, and that's the thing. He's a grinder and there's so many people that just are just working so hard. Cody Warner is another one that just works so hard. And, uh, and they're passionate about it. I mean, that energy is so fun. And that's why I watch those guys is because they get me pumped up, you know, they get yep. me psyched to, to want to do better. And so I think that's, um, I, th I think it's good. I think it's good to have those people, but to be able to take off on YouTube, you can't start there. You yep. have to, you have to build your audience with, at least this is my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but yeah. <laughs> people come to YouTube. Most people come to YouTube to learn something, right. to be educated on something. A few of them come to be entertained, but if you want to hook people, you got to teach them something that they don't know. And then once they learn stuff from you, then they, then you can start entertaining them, you know? So, and that's, I think that's how kind of how Ken Heron developed where, you know, he was educating on drones and a lot of stuff. And then now he's starting to do some of that more of that entertaining stuff that's not even related to drones. And so it's, it's fun because then he can start doing stuff that he really wants to do. That kind of highlights his sense of humor. It's a really weird sense of humor, but, but it works well for him. So <laughs> I'm just kind of on a side note here. I'm just kind of thinking like, man, YouTube has it dialed in. Uh, I, I feel like I've got a lot of the same interests as you. And obviously YouTube is pushing the same channels to oh, me yeah. because all these people, these are the people I watch too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's, uh, it's amazing how they've got us figured out. <laughs> yeah. The computer knows yep. what it's doing. They, for they sure. do. Yep. Uh, well, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. I know you're super busy. I've got a uh, final little segment here. I always have uh, just quick hitting questions for my uh, um, guests here. So if we want to start that, um, first thing you think of when you think of Valley City, North Dakota. Oh, I think of the, uh, the, what's it called? The, not the monastery, but the, where the nuns are. What is it called? Oh, really? Maryville? The, uh, is it, is it Maryville? So it's the, like north of town? Uh, Cov Covenant or whatever it is. What is that called? I, where the nuns stay? I think, I think it's called Maryville. If I, <laughs> caught I me off, right. caught me off guard there. That's not what, I don't think that's something that we're really known for, but usually well, it's, uh, Jeff Boshi or pizza corner oh, sure. or the Highline bridge or pizza corner. Yep. Yep. No, the reason I say that the Abbey, is it the Abbey? No, it's not the Abbey. <laughs> I've got to do a little research here. But anyway, the reason is when I was in high school, we did a, some kind of church event there. I don't remember what it was, but I was just amazed at how beautiful it was there like like i kind of want to fly my drone around there because yep the scenery wherever i was you know if, we're talking 40 years ago if we're thinking of the same place it's right by the fish hatchery too if that's uh, so. yep I so it so. is it's gorgeous out there yeah so that's that's why it comes to mind but yeah <laughs> 
All right. Who's your favorite channel to watch on YouTube other than 51 Drones? iPhone Doe. Okay. Vikings or Packers? This, be careful oh here. Oh, my God. Vikings. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Mac or PC? Uh, PC, but I'm thinking about switching. Okay. I think I know. Uh, the reason everything is more stable with my drones, with my everything. Since I got the iPad Pro, I'm actually considering switching. So we'll see. I think my favorite thing about uh, <clears throat> iOS is AirDrop. Yeah. So I don't right. know if you're an iPhone user or boom. not, but boom, uh, boom, boom. Yeah. That's so cool. that's my favorite feature on all that. Yep. Um, Twitter or Instagram? I think I might know Instagram. the answer. Yep. <laughs> if you could have any company in the world sponsor your videos, what would what would be your number one choice? Ford. Ford. Okay. Yep. You and Peter McKinnon, huh? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ford. Um, well, I I've always wanted a Raptor. But now they came out with the, the Bronco? Godzilla. I don't. Oh, huh? I, I no, thought I you were talking. No, okay. The Godzilla. No. What's that all about? Well, it's it's just a Ford F one fifty, but the Godzilla engine in it is. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, it's pretty cool. My one of one of my friends, his brother in law, just bought one down. It's down in Bismarck, and uh, he said it's incredible. It's just all torqued wow. out. And, it's supposed to have more power than the Raptor, I guess. So I need to do some research. Wow, on it. Very, it sounds like very it's uh, very fuel efficient, huh? Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna have to do some research on that one. I just saw they released that Bronco, I think, last week. It's that, pretty cool. That looks interesting. I like it. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, I awesome. I want to thank you for being on my show. I know you're super busy. Hopefully, we can get you on in the future again at some point. But uh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, thanks for being a part of this. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Preston. I want to thank everybody for listening to tonight's podcast. I had a lot of fun interviewing Russ with 51 Drones. Uh, very cool to have someone on my show who's from my home state of North Dakota. Um, it's awesome to see that a YouTuber from my home state is doing so well. And I think the sky's the limit for Russ. He's going to continue to grow. His channel is great. 100% honest reviews. Great tips on the drone industry and great tips in general on tech and everything that has to do with YouTube. Uh, very interesting guy to talk to, very genuine, and uh, I really appre appreciate him coming on the show. Um, thank you guys for listening. Please stay tuned. I got a lot of fun stuff in store, and uh, if you guys want to get in contact with me, I'll leave some links in the description below. I think there's a way you guys can message me on Anchor. I haven't really dove into that yet, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, and that's probably the best way to get a hold of me if you got any questions for me. So thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you guys in future episodes.